This is iUniverse Radio, brought to you by iUniverse, the leading book marketing, editorial services, and supported self-publishing company. iUniverse Radio is your opportunity to hear firsthand from authors about their new books. It's an in-depth discussion about the author's passion about the development of his or her story in their own words. It's an inside look into the characters and the plot and how the story all came together. Here is iUniverse Radio. Greetings from iUniverse. This is J. Douglas Barker. The title of the book is The Ascenders, Return to Grace, Book One. And joining me from Canada, really, in, uh, let's see, British Columbia, correct, is the author, Monty Clayton Richies. Welcome to the program, sir. Good. Thanks, Jay. We're glad to be here. Well, this is a, an interesting book uh, on several levels. Uh, one, it is different, I think, than what you'd anticipate. I thought maybe by the cover of when I might be looking at a book of uh, poetry or light prose. Uh, this book is actually over 300 pages, so it took a while for you to put your ideas into print and to uh, flesh out the characters. It's actually over 400 pages. Um, tell me a little of this book. The, the title is, again, uh, ambiguous just by its look. What does the title refer to, Ma? Well, my background is in mysticism, so I, I see the world from an energetic perspective. And I, I actually channel these books because I'm an intuitive. Uh, I was sitting on the couch one day having a conversation with a lady uh, who's a friend of mine who's an intuitive coach, and I got this voice in my head, which I, I often do, uh, and this female voice was just nattering away at me. So after I got finished with my friend Cheryl, I closed my eyes and, and, and I, I went to the voice and I said, what do you want? And she said, get on your computer. You're going to write a book. And it's called The Ascender's Return to Grace. Hmm. Well, it's now three books. Wow. Uh, and, and so I, I did not even know how the story was going to be. I knew nothing about it. So... At the time, I was driving trucks for, for a big nursery, and I, I've, I've written several other books. And I would go over to Vancouver Island frequently, so when I'd get over to the, uh, onto the ferry, I would take my laptop, and I'd run up and get into the computer cubicles there and get ready to wait, because I wanted to know where the story was going, because I didn't <laughs> even know. Well, and it all just it just rolled out. It just rolled out. Now, uh, you know, it's out there, and there's two more waiting to come behind that. Incredible. And the Ascenders are your are, yeah. are, are a, well, would, would you refer to them as a class of people, or a, how would you describe who they are? The, the Ascenders uh, in the, the story are a, a new species of human beings. And I, I believe, because of my background in, in mysticism, uh, if, if we look at the world from an astrological perspective, we are moving out of the age of Pisces, which we've been in for 2,000 years, and we are in the cusp, which is about 350 years long, into the age of Aquarius. And what we are being asked to do is to learn. In Pisces, we lived and we explored the world through our head. What we're being asked to do now is to move into our body so that we can, because there's communication systems in our body that we're often not listening to. And so the, these people that are, uh, they're called homo integratus. Uh -huh. And what they are is they, they are it, male, female immersed together. 
So, and we, we as homo sapiens all have a male and a female side and the, the dominant side is always the, 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 the gender of our body. So when, when a man is nurturing or creative, he's using his female side. When, when a woman is active, like she's playing soccer or she's making business decisions and she's taking action, that's a, that's a male pr- uh, pr- perspective of it. So what, what we wanted to do in the story was take this concept of how people are changing now because the, 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 the differences between the genders is becoming more balanced now. Like if we go back to our grandparents, and I'm in the same age group as you are, going back to our grandparents' time where the man was the dominator in, in the family and the man went out and worked and the woman stayed home yes. and provided the home environment for the man. Whereas now it's much more unified where men will actually cook, men will actually take the garbage out, oh, men yeah. will take time to, to play, with, play with the kids. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and on the other side, women are able to express themselves as well through careers and so on like that. So we, we have this merge going on. So what, what, what happens in, with the homo integratus is that they've got all that stuff done and they've merged it. So in, in the earlier, there's, there's three generations in this book of the homo integratus. The first ones, they actually can flip between being male and female in their bodies. And, and so w- w- when they're doing a job that needs to be done by a man, they, the, the, then, then the male character would be out. And when, when it was something that required more of the intuitive side, they would flip into their female side. So, in the next generation of it, the the, the kids, they, they're collected from this, this guy's out there. Uh, he's a he collects kids from war zones and he kidnaps them and he sells them into slavery. And, and but what he turns out that he's doing is he's collecting these kids and, and the people from from the Matrix, which is where these people live, go and collect them from him. It's, it's uh, him doing it saves them the bother of going looking for them one at a time. They get to have them in a group. And these kids realize this issue about because in the first generation the, the 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 male has a name and the female has a name, so they fix it by they all change their names to names of birds. N- n- now what 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 sex they are doesn't matter. Mm. You know, goose is goose and phoenix is phoenix and so on like that. But <laughs> they they're they're more advanced in their abilities of of what they can do as, as human beings uh, because. The, the, the thing that what, what I believe is happening as we move into Aquarius is that people are be, being given the opportunity to understand that we are far, far, far more capable of, of individuals than what we previously understood. Oh, yes. And, and so I just kind of put it on steroids. So, so we're, 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 a lot of us are working. It's, it's, it's what I work in as well with, with my nonfiction series, is that helping people to understand that how we express our lives is based on what we believe. And so, what we're learning in the ascenders is how, uh, what happens when those dysfunctional beliefs are thrown out and we're, they're replaced with something that actually is usable. So, we we could do things that are absolutely amazing even as homo sapiens, just by getting into a better system of beliefs. Interesting. Interesting. Who's Merle in your, in your novel? Oh, Merla. Yes. Uh, yes. Oh, Mary. She was a very, a very, she actually is an actual person that I, I have done the Camino Frances in Spain twice. It's a 500 mile walk. 
And I met her the second time I did it in 2017. She's my walking buddy. She looks like she's from downtown Stockholm and she's five foot 10 tall (laughs) and just a gorgeous person inside and out. And she was my buddy for a whole month on, on, on the Camino. So because we're both tall, tall blondes, I thought she'd be my great alter ego in this. So Mm -hmm. there we went. So maybe Marilla got to join in. Of course, she she becomes the main character of the whole thing because, well, w- w- women are the main characters anyway, but because that was the way that she, w- w- I know her as a person. Interesting. Interesting. You, you have other characters yeah. as well. Uh, would you say that this is um, a novel that really appeals to the intellect in us, or is it going to appeal to the imagination side of our, our uh, personalities? Well, there's a really simple answer to that, Jay. The answer is yes. Wonderful. I like those answers. <laughs> so it appeals <laughs> yes. to all. Is, is, is there, yeah, a lot of people who will read books and read novels, especially fiction, will want to you know, gravitate to maybe an exciting incident that happens in the, in the novel or an event. Did you include any of that, or is it all one of those uh, yes answers? No. No, the, 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 because my, my background is in writing nonfiction, I included a lot of concepts and tools in the book on the nonfiction side of it. Mm. But the story is fun. I laugh and I cry and everything through it. Even as the author of it, I get in there, and there's some parts of it are so neat. There's, there's one part in there where the, 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 the gang decides they're going to go uh, camping. And and so they, they take a bus out to the campsite there. And, of course, the bus driver can't figure out how the bus got unloaded in, like, two seconds. Uh-huh. So they're, they're out there camping, and all of a sudden they can hear this, this crashing noise. And a great big black bear walks right into the middle of their campsite. And they're going, yeah, right, okay, what do we do with this? Uh-huh. So they try different ways because they're thinking in their boy minds. How, how are we going to deal with this black bear? Because they're going to really mess up our camping trip here. And, and so they're trying, and the one guy, could, because they can transition into other animals, uh, he he transitions into a male bear. Well, wrong. <laughs> the last thing that uh, Mama Bear wants to see is, a, is Daddy Bear around when she's got cubs. Oh, yeah. So they try a bunch of stuff, and they're not getting anywhere. So Pappy, Pappy is is the main girl in, in the story as far as the second generation goes, and she has the ability to transition into a butterfly. Her name is Papillon. Ah. Uh, and, and, and so what she does is she transitions into the butterfly. And she goes and sits on the bear's nose. <laughs> and that's a cute and sight. Who can refuse the butterfly? Oh, yeah. What's that? Yeah. Yeah. And so then the bear, of course, settles down and, 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 and goes wandering off because it's just the mama bear at this point. And Pappy's still sitting on her nose. And she goes back. And about five minutes later, she comes back out. And she's got her two cubs with her. And Pappy's still sitting on her nose there, and she comes to present her cubs to them, and they they have just a ball. Oh. The the bear goes out and catches some salmon for them and stuff. And you know, there's there's so many little fun stories like that. There's a, there's a really interesting thing, and I just laughed when when this came out of the story. Um, one one of the ways of helping people to understand where their the, what their choices are for moving forward in their lives is. Uh, Rachel, the guardian angel, of course, is, is the overseer of the whole story. She brings in a product, and it's called Destiny Tea. And and when you drink the Destiny Tea, it's it's almost like a hallucinogen. 
So the person that drinks it, what what happens to them is they go into this hallucinogenic state and they project themselves forward to a person who is then a couple lifetimes ahead. And then that person has them turn around and they look at their future from the present tense as the past. Okay, do you understand how that works? Yes, yes, yes. So, so, okay. so in doing that, now they can look at it and say, okay, these are my choices. Which one am I going to take? So they, they inevitably are going to pick the best one they can. Well, that doesn't always come true because I, I, uh, there, there's a one person in there decides, no, he really likes the, the uh, ego-based life that he's living and he's willing to pay the price for it. And uh, he chooses the wrong way to go and he pays the price for it. And very shortly he's in jail. Wow. So the, would you describe would you descri- yeah what you've described here would you would you look back on it and call it a, a morality play in some ways? Uh yes, it, it's often about morality because sometimes it's really easy to take the the wrong path or or the let's say the the, the less evolved path. Yes. And, and just go with it until and, and that's great up until a point where you know car- karma always catches up to you. And eventually, that bad mistake that you chose to do, you're going to pay the price for it. So if you can go back up to the future and look and say, hey, you know, I can see this path here, and it's much brighter when I'm looking at it, and I know that it helps to make me a better person, and I'm also helping other people to be better, that's the path that I want to take. Interesting. Now, there's over 400 pages. Would you describe this as a book that would be uh, uh, available or appealing to all audiences. Uh, I, I'm kind of thinking it might be that way. Absolutely. The the only issue that I have run into, and it's only with one person on there, is that you know there's so so much emphasis these days of degenderization and so on like that. Right. And this book, I have specifically written it that there is no sex in it at all, and there is no violence in this book. And it works really well doing that. Mm. Um, but this one person had a bit of an issue about the fact that, that the, the, the persons were expressing both male and female. And I said to him, I said, we all do that anyway. All I've done is I put it on steroids. Mm. So yeah. th- this is a book that everybody can have fun with. Fabulous. I take out the garbage. I cook. I mean, it's either that or starve or live in a dirty place. That's just the way, the way life has put itself together. Uh, a book that 400 and some pages. How long did it take, uh, Monty, to complete this? Um, I, I think the actual writing of it, I did it over a span of about four months. Fabulous. Uh, and then it took a year to edit it. Unbe- <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, I have voices in my head, but they aren't doing what you're doing, and that's writing books. So uh, we all deal with what we have and use that talent when we can. You have, uh, this is book one. Uh, did you say you've already completed the others, and are they released yet? Or explain a little bit of your other writing history. Yeah, my original writing uh, it was really fun. I was dating this lady way back in 2006, and we used to get into some real, co- really interesting conversations about people interactions, about the psychology of people interactions, because as a mystic, we study this. Mm. And and so she was always intrigued with this. So one day I come over to her house, and she's sitting at the kitchen table, and she's got a pad of paper and a pen in front of me, and she looks at me, she says, sit down, we're going to write a book. <laughs> and and uh, again, I, I intuited that book as well, and it's called Embracing the Blend. And 
I brought out the first version of that. It was about 250 pages, I guess. And it was brought out in 2007, and I've relaunched it two or three times since since then. Um, but basically what it's about is helping people to understand mostly what what core beliefs are about how, how we function as human beings. This is a question I ask people many times. What is the primary motive of all interactions we have as human beings? What is the one thing we're looking for? Can you Can you guess? Food? No, I don't know. I, I, there's a, I would say affection, maybe. Yes. Most people will answer love. That is not, because love is actually innate. And, and what hmm. happens is the, the love is a learned process, and we learn to love according to what we learned as children. Whether it's functional or dysfunctional is irrelevant, it's still love. The basic thing that we are looking for as human beings is safety interesting interesting i yeah. i would have to agree it, with that it, that is true yeah so it, the difference between a great karate master and a regular one is his ability to manage his ability to be in true safety fascinating that's something to think about yeah. for sure yeah absolutely so, right so, so i i developed this this series of nonfiction books and and then I, I this was years ago and and now I I've, I've gotten into doing the ascender series and the stories are linear so you have to read book 1 in order to understand book 2 and then book, book 3 I have not published book 3 yet and I've only done book 1 through through I universe at this point but the the the, the whole premise of the thing is that we, we we need to know each other as individuals better so that we can grow and and then the best way for us to grow is through interacting with other people and, and helping other people out. Well, that's good advice. Absolutely. Now, The Ascenders is, this is again, a Return to Grace, book one. Monty, where do we get copies of this? And uh, also, how do we connect to your website? Or do you have a website yet? I do. I actually have several websites. I'm like you. The, there, there is a website called theascendersbooks.com. And, and it has the links in it for um, for connecting on Amazon. And uh, the iUniverse is also distributing them to Barnes & Noble and so on like that. I, I don't know that part of the, the distribution mm -hmm. at this right. point. But they are, they, can't, they are registered with most of the major bookstores. And I know that they work through uh, Ingram Sparks, so there, there is distribution there. So there's that. So I have the website theascendersbooks.com. My main website that I work from is called powerfulyoupowerfulme.com. And that's where I do my work on helping people to understand the importance of, of, of how we grow by interacting with each other positively and supportively, and you know, which is my mission in life. Fabulous. Uh, Monty, uh, and listeners, if you wish to get in touch with Monty, let me just, again, uh, for your benefit, give you his author's name, the author name, Monty Clayton Richings. Thank you, sir, for joining me today, Monty, and sharing your insight and your passion for writing and also for sharing uh, insight and uh, advice that will help people to grow in their personal life. Thank you again for being a part of today's program. Thank you, and thank you very much, Jay, too, and blessings to everybody. Yes. My Let, let's all grow and have fun. Absolutely. For iUniverse, this is Jay Douglas Barker.
iUniverse Radio is brought to you by iUniverse, the leading book marketing, editorial services, and supported self-publishing company. iUniverse Radio is produced by TogiNet Radio. Radio with a cutting edge.